Good morning, y'all. Hope you're having a great weekend. I'm David Wallach together with Tara McCool. We're excited to bring you another episode of Calgary Next, leading and diversifying in the new economy, hosting another inspiring Calgary entrepreneur. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Before you present our guest, I have a question for you, if you don't mind. Okay. So, Tara, you as a leadership coach, what do you see, hear, and feel the mood is right now that some restrictions are being lifted and we have a roadmap to lift all restrictions? Well, I focus on compassionate leadership. So I think that compassion, number one, it needs to be in place from a leadership perspective. And I think people are really excited, obviously, for the future and some of these restrictions to be lifted, but they're also nervous. There are some people who can't wait to get back to work into the office. And there are some people who love the flexibility of working from home. So I think it's really important. And I'm, I'm sure that most leaders have already done this in terms of, you know, doing an audit with who needs to be in the office and who can be more flexible and work at home. But I'd say the connection and the communication is highly important, really involve your people in the decisions and keep them keep them abreast of, of any decisions that are made, but let them have their points of view included. Thanks. So now please present our new uh, <laughs> guest. Our next guest. Okay. Well, I'm really excited about this. Today's guest is Ryan Gill. So he's a successful Calgary entrepreneur. He's committed to eradicating loneliness. He's very vulnerable and open about the importance of leaders taking care of themselves and does not hold back when it comes to discussing mental health issues. Ryan is the CEO of Communo, a digital platform and marketing community connecting creative professionals with work. He's the chairman of the Gathering Global, a premier global marketing conference, and Cult Collective, a successful marketing engagement agency. Welcome, Ryan. That's a long list. I feel like uh, you give me too much credit. <laughs> Are you kidding? I had to cut it in half. <laughs> that's not. your bio whether we like it or not that's your bio <laughs> we had to talk to whoever wrote that <laughs> that would be me <laughs> okay. Great job. all right yeah. well you know ryan you work with a lot of big global brands obviously doing really well um, across all of your businesses and your latest venture communo is an online business so why did you choose to start up and stay in calgary yeah, it was definitely a, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. This is awesome. Anytime I get a chance to um, uh, speak to the media about, first, about eradicate loneliness, my personal uh, mission is great to get a platform. So thank you, and especially in my hometown. Um, why I chose to keep the tech company here in Calgary is I've always believed that it's a, Calgary's a meritocracy, and it, uh, it really uh, allows its... Uh, entrepreneurs to make it on their own and, and prove that they can do it. And if they do, I feel, you know, if you, if you show some little bit of success, Calgary really does rally behind its entrepreneurs. And it's been a, as we, we all know on this call here, or this interview, it's been a tough five, 10 years, but Calgary always seems to come back and not just come back slow. It roars back. And so uh, when we were deciding where to put our head office, we actually have, an office in Toronto, in Vancouver, and in Austin, Texas, and they're all places that we could have easily set up shop. And to be quite truthful, we considered it because uh, of what Calgary was going through. But there, when it comes to eradicate loneliness and just living at my pur purpose, my community is here, my family's here, and I, I really believe there's no better uh, city in the world. 
Ryan, I have a question. When I looked at uh, the three websites, Communo and uh, Cult Collective and the Gathering Global, is there a common thread between the three or just three different ideas that you guys came up with and you know started three different kind of organizations, I'll call it? Yeah, they, they definitely, um, there's a, there are definitely a thread uh, that uh, plays through them and they all kind of birthed each other, if you will. Um, but the common thread for me personally, if you look at Cult Collective, which I founded first after I sold my first uh, agency back in 2010 and started Cult Collective with my business partner, Chris Nealon, um, we, we studied, you know, cult, the word cult kind of invokes sometimes people to cringe or whatever, but we're all part of cults in many different ways. It could be the cult of capitalism, could be the cult of uh, <laughs> hockey, you know, whatever. Um, and there's cults just simply mean uh, a loyal fan base, a loyal following and a community. And so when you think of cult brands like Harley Davidson, who we worked with or Zappos in Las Vegas, started by Tony Shea, all of these great brands were built on community first. And, and um, so I studied those, wrote a book about it. Our firm uh, that I founded with Chris is still going strong. I'm a, I'm a founder's founder. So I, I get things started and then let other people that are more capable run them. So I don't actually operate that day to day anymore. I do own it with Chris, but um, yeah, we only work with cult brands. And so it's really cool. And they focus more on community and serving their existing customers than getting new ones. That's probably something we could camp on for a minute. Mm, okay, let's camp on it then. I- expand okay. on that one. Yeah, so when you think about cult brands, uh, their marketing budgets, if you look at, let's just, I, I spoke about Harley, so we'll stay on that topic. They spend, so say they had a $100 million marketing budget. What we realized in our uh, research and, and, and really diving deep into that business was most for most brands say that they had a hundred million dollar marketing budget, which is huge. Um, they would spend 90% of that on acquiring new customers, lots of ads and markdowns and uh, deals, you know, and, and, and you know, buy one, get one free, things like that. Um, which is just convincing people to buy where Harley or other cult brands like them spend 80% of their marketing budget on their existing customers. And it's such a different, uh, it's such a different way to approach the market, but they clearly win and they always have outsized returns for their shareholders and their members. And the reason why that's important, think about this just in our personal lives. Are we, are we trying to invest in getting new friends? Or are we trying to invest in the friends we already have? Hopefully we're investing in the friends we already have because those relationships become deeper and they bear more fruit and they hopefully make you a happier person. The same with businesses. Uh, and there's very few people that do it. There's very few cult brands. So, Anyways, that's where community was born. And so I'll move to the gathering really quick. So then we had this, you know, we were working with cult brands, but the problem with the positioning of our agency and firm was we went from having a generalist agency we used to have before we renamed it and repositioned it cult, where we had millions of customers. When we renamed ourselves and repositioned as cult, we went to having a few hundred customers. So it left the problem, how are we going to reach them? We couldn't fly around the world. There wasn't very many of them. So we created this event called The Gathering, which have either of you been to it? It's in Banff? No, I haven't. I've we were certainly... not invited. <laughs> You're invited. <laughs> You've heard of it? You've heard of it, though? Yes, and, and I've seen lots of um, lots of publicity a- around it. And I did want to go this year. I wasn't able to. But, okay. yeah, you, you ended up transitioning into doing it online. 
Yeah, virtual. It was it was, yeah. it was crazy good. It was and uh, the team did an amazing job. I, I often get lots of credit for doing it, but it wasn't me. It was a gal named Stephanie Thompson, who's the the leader of that, and she pulled it off. It was wonderful to be part of. But the gathering we launched because uh, we had a problem. We wanted to attract and get the brands to come to us rather than come to us go to them. And that's a big ask for a small little firm in Calgary at the time to say, hey, Coca Cola, or hey. North Face or Hey Yeti, come to Calgary or Banff and uh, come and speak on our stages. And luckily, they said yes. This is nine years ago now, and now it's turned into a global phenomenon of uh, culture. And I, I think one day, over the next fifteen to twenty years, it will rival the Stampede as one of the premier events that Canada holds. Not just Calgary that attracts the most uh, courageous and bravest, and you know the biggest CEOs and founders of brands in the world. And again. The gathering, if you come to it, you're both invited. You can phone me after this. I'll get you a ticket for next year. <laughs> uh, we're all looking forward to being in person again. Is it, it's, uh, when you come there, it's not a conference. It's a place where actually people get to know each other, and they don't count how many cards they, can, you know, they got. They, they count how many connections they made. And some people that have come for nine years straight have made best friends there. And, and when you bring like-minded people together that really want love community and that are courageous beautiful things happen so that that's those two uh businesses and then communa we can talk about next if you like yeah we'll talk to you about communa shortly we have to take a break for commercials uh you know that's uh, one of the things that we you'd probably know better than us about commercials uh so ryan we'll uh, get <laughs> we'll meet you here again on the other side of the commercials gotta pay the bills <laughs> And we're back with our guest, Ryan Gill, CEO of so many companies. I won't even mention them. <laughs> but we'll talk about the CEO, being a CEO of Communo. So, Ryan, share with us Communo because we're all about the community and we're all about the community of Calgary. And, and that's kind of uh, one of the latest uh, inventions of yours or, or startup. So can you share with us what Communo is all about and how do you see it growing? Yeah. And let me just touch on something you mentioned earlier, because there's probably someone out there like me that's listening and, and is feeling like, oh, it's weird to be the CEO or founder of many companies. I'm what you call a, there's lifestyle entrepreneurs. Um, and then there's kind of enterprise entrepreneurs or CEOs, kind of like guys like Bill Gates or um, Steve Jobs or, and then there, and then there, and lifestyle entrepreneurs would be your typical small to medium sized business. And they're one, they're all wonderful, but I'm a different breed. There's lots of us like this in Calgary, um, and I'm a portfolio entrepreneur. And so I like getting things started and then getting going, but still have a piece of the business and carry it on because uh, we were talking off the air there of, like, uh, contagious, and I believe I bring a contagious spirit to my teams, and I don't want to hold it just to, you know, one company. So just on that note, uh, it was an off comment, but it's important that there's different types of entrepreneurs. Now let's talk mm-hmm. about Camino, which is my day job. So. Although I'm involved in these other companies, I don't spend much time in them. I am focused on my true passion. I believe it's, I found my calling in Camino. And for my whole life, I, I had struggled with loneliness. And as a child, I won't get deep into the story, but I spent a lot of time in the hospital. So I was forced to be alone. And I just didn't want anyone to ever experience that. And three in five North Americans struggle with loneliness on a day-to-day basis. So there's three of us on this call, at least one and a half of us struggle with it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and um, so it's a problem. And in the advertising marketing industry, it's even compounded because artists and creators are typically uh, lone wolves and they're either bad at meeting people, they're bad at, they're not extroverts, or they're 
really good and they have a huge ego. <laughs> and so they, they repel people. So it's a, it's a, we're, we're looking to eradicate loneliness, not for the world. I'd love to do that one day, but for our industry, which is a very massive industry globally. And so mm-hmm. at Cult, we struggled with um, our business going up and down. We're really busy at times. So, so we have maybe 50 employees and then we get slow and we go down to 30 employees and then we would have to ramp back up and it's just not a great business model. And so the industry, the advertising marketing industry had to change and had to change its operating model, which isn't that sexy, um, but it is, uh, it was so uh, needed. And so cult was running well, my co-founder said, you're the starter, go out and found this thing. And so really we built a platform for people to uh, find talent and for talent to find work. That was phase one. And we started about three years ago and we were just testing to see if it would work and it did work. And, and then COVID happened and it exploded because they needed remote workers. People needed to go to contingent labor. And little did we know we stumbled onto what the future is going to be like. And so now we have over 65, I think recently I said maybe 67,000 members globally. And for the, uh, and they're about $300 million worth of work on our platform. I'll say that again for the people mm. in the back, 300 Whoa, million yeah. in, in work. And so there's more than enough work on the platform, but I think we fail if all we do is connect people to work and, and transactional. So the actual core of our business is that every line of code, every marketing campaign, everything we do, every feature on our platform needs to lead to another relationship. And so, uh, yeah, it's great that we're bringing all these jobs to people, not just here in Calgary, but around the world. And But we fail if it, we just do that. We really want to make sure that we connect people. And we all have these connections on social media, but it seems to have torn us apart. So our platform is really focused on how do we help people find their, I guess, uh, professional soulmates. <laughs> hmm. You know, um, I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day about this. When I started my consulting business, what I really missed was having a team and being able to brainstorm. And it does feel really lonely 100%, 100%. at times. So I, I, I love this whole model. You know, and the stigma, the sti- loneliness is okay. It's not like it's a bad thing. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, I have no money in my pocket. It's as simple as that. I'm lonely. Like it's not. It's not a thing that we have to, uh, and I struggle with just coming out of the closet, if you will, on that, but all of us are lonely from time to time, but in business, it can get, it can happen for a long time, which you just explained, and, and we don't want that, and we, you've all had colleagues that are really smart and bright, and you get work done, but you don't like it, <laughs> and then right. you've had other experiences where you just did awesome work, but you love the people you worked with, and that's, again, why I said we're, we're kind of, we're more Tinder than we are LinkedIn. <laughs> right it's, it's, uh, it, it, it sounds it sounds it sounds odd but we're trying to just to make you know really build these connections ryan um you know one of our goals is to have um our listeners get one nugget from our shows and um and i know you blamed someone else to write your bio but if i look at your bio it uh, specifies that you're a self-made man and self-taught marketing entrepreneur. So as an entrepreneur, and you, you spoke highly about the seat, our city, if you had to give today one piece of advice to someone that wants to start their own business um, as a mentor, what would be kind of the one nugget, the one piece of advice that you say, if you go this route, you have a better yeah, chance got, to succeed? I got the answer. I don't know if it's the answer, but it's my answer. It's just get your hands dirty, you know. 
instead of always telling others what to do or coming up with ideas, it's, it's leaders. And I believe true entrepreneurs are leaders and they work alongside with teams, but first they got to get their hands dirty. And I think to be a leader, you have to have followers <laughs> or you're just walking alone. <laughs> and uh, I think people like to follow entrepreneurs and people that uh, are building stuff that they see them, you know, getting their hands dirty. And, and that's what I've tried to pride myself on. I don't want to always do it myself, but I do want to be that person that goes out in front and leads. And, and, and for instance, even though I've been at this 20 plus years now building companies in this great city, uh, I keep putting myself out there to continue to learn and get my hands dirty. And uh, starting next week, we're uh, going into our series a round for Camino and raising $20 million Um for all those investors out there, get in line if you're listening. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> there will be a I, few. I, I, I'm just, we're, you know, we're taking this business global now. We've done really well in Canada and the U.S., but now it's time to take this global and really grow this company. And uh, we're going to grow it in the city. Our head office is in Inglewood, and I own some property down there, and we're going to continue to grow there. But I think it's a great question, but just get your hands dirty and start. I just hate ideas. And people always turn their head at me like, what do you mean you hate ideas? Well, just ideas are just talk action is what matters and so it's really i know that's probably uh sounds like amateur advice but i think it's it's the best thing that people should hear not at all so um if i'm majoring in marketing coming out of university what do you think is the best way to get great experience what do i do or even do i need to go to university like tell me about that so glad you asked that first of all i'm not some people need to go to university 100 percent, and some people don't so uh, the answer to me is no, you don't need to, but some people might be made for that. For instance, my wife is more of a, a person that loves education and goes through that. I got kicked out of high school in grade 11. So it's, mm. uh, and we, we both become successful. Um, so there's no one path. So don't beat yourself up. Go the way that feels right. Uh, and then really the big thing for people listening to this and students is we're uh, rolling out a student uh, product on Communo. And when I say students, you're both going to really like this. Do either of you have kids? Yes, we, yeah. we do. Awesome. And I've so, got one who's in marketing graduating next year. Amazing. Well, think about this, though. Uh, when your daughter, son, whoever, was in grade 8, grade 9, you know, you learn about being a doctor or a lawyer, but there's creatives out there that don't know what it's like to be a copywriter or a project manager at an ad agency or a marketing director at a firm. Um, we're going to start to teach that, and we're going to have a – this is so exciting. We're going to have this feature for kids, probably grade nine, grade eight, nine, all the way up into post-secondary, where you can get a profile on Communo and start to work on the platform right now. And let me give you an example. When we worked with Beats by Dre, uh, Apple out of California, they we did a project with them for historically black, black colleges and universities where they were working directly with people. They were trying to reach college kids. Well, not why work with an ad agency or a creative that's 40 years old? Why not work with an 18 or 19-year-old uh, person of color that's in your target demographic? So they did just that, and we built these profiles in the platform for these uh, students, and it's so exciting. And so now we're wow. going to take that down into high school. And uh, so these kids that are creatives can start to understand, oh, I'd like to be a I want to be a creative director when I, when I grow up and then they can figure it out and then they have their profile all the way up into their career. So we're very excited about the student side of our business and, you know, we got to build for the future and we can't say we're building for the future if we don't have a, a feature or 
a piece of product that that serves the next generation. Amazing. Ryan, uh, thank you so much. Uh, leading by example, put your hand in the mud. That was the nugget that Ryan shared with us. Uh, thank you so much for being our guest today. And uh, we'll be here next week with Tara and David with a new guest.